Welcome back to the BTS Happy Hour Podcast. I'm your host, Andrea. With me today is Morgan. Hey, hey, what's up? Recently, media outlets have been reporting on the growth of K-pop songs that are in English and how they're getting popular in the West. And songs like Dynamite, which are getting to the number one in the Billboard Hot 100, and Ice Cream did well, and some other songs um, Super M had recently that were popular. So some netizens are starting to worry about losing K-pop or losing K-pop as being a Korean music genre. So I guess they're kind of worried that music will keep going in that direction of, well, Mm -hmm. now they're going to want to produce more or all English songs and then kind of like leave Korean music behind. I don't know if that's a really valid concern or they're just kind of like worried because they don't want to lose their favorite groups that are, you know, performing in Korea all the time. Right. I don't think it's a huge concern. I think they're just trying to... It's only a couple of songs that that made it big. Like, I know BTS makes it look pretty easy with Dynamite. Like, oh, they got number one and, and they got a lot of attention and recognition for that. And, you know, Blackpink is big and some other groups, but it's not that easy to do it. So I don't think that's going to be a like formula you could just repeat with everybody else. Well, I think it I think it is fair to say that obviously we've been talking about this companies are trying to branch out into this market. This is the market that they need to expand into. So they you're going to see more of this. Whether they succeed or not is irrelevant. They're going to try, you know, big companies, small companies alike. It kind of makes me laugh that they would be so guarded about this. First of all, it's always been sort of a a bastard art. Right? I mean, even when K-pop started, it, it was half Korean, half English. I'm like, why is there so much English? But you know why there is. It's because so much K-pop influence comes from American pop music. It's not like this stuff, I'm not, and I'm not accusing them of appropriating anything or stealing anything or being un, totally unoriginal. But let's call a spade a spade. They are heavily influenced by pop music from the West. There's nothing wrong with that. They sort of put their own spin on it, made it into their own, but that's why there's so much English in it, and that's why it resembles Western pop music in so many ways. And now it's just coming full circle. Now they're coming back to dominate in the West. But is that a bad thing? And are you actually losing anything? I would argue that you're sort of going back to the roots of that thing. As far as ideological purity, I don't think that you're being more pure by maintaining 60% Korean lyrics. How is that more pure? It's not like up until 2020, it was 100% Korean lyrics all this time. No. It was always somewhat of a mix. It's just that they're making more of an effort to do, let's have an entire song that's in English and release that. But they've been doing that anyway for Japan. And so it's just like, well, the U.S. is another market that they're reaching out to. I don't think that means we're going to do all English albums from now on, though. I'm not totally familiar with all the... The, the history of K-pop, but most people, they agree that it sort of began. Korean music was very traditional and stad and static up until the early 90s, right? And then there was Seo Teji, and then they, they sort of had a sort of a 90s hip-hop influence. Is it good? Yeah, it's good because they have something extra to offer. They're, imp- they're improving. I would say they're improving Western music at a time where Western music is at a lull, where the quality is kind of at this, uh, at sort of a nadir, you know? But you shouldn't feel like you have lost anything. To be blunt, you never really owned it whole cloth in the first place, right? Mm-hmm. It was always sort of a Western art that you put a twist on it. You're sort of like a, a Mexican restaurant in New York. 
<laughs> you know, I'm not saying the food is bad. The food very well could be good and maybe even better than what you get in traditional Mexican cuisine. But you have to acknowledge where you got it from. And I'm not even saying that you're appropriating it and you shouldn't be doing it. But just because you're going back and branching out doesn't mean you're losing the New Yorkness of it, right? I mean, the mo- majority of it was foreign cuisine. So it was never a uniquely Korean thing. And I do think the recent English K-pop songs, it was English for a strategic reason. They were trying to get played on the radio. But I don't think that means, oh, our next album's going to be all English. Because they're not, they don't want to like record everything and learn everything in just English. Right. They're still wanting to do everything in Korean because I mean that they know that best and that's what they're most comfortable writing music in that language so yeah and they should feel comforted in that uh, if most of these artists don't speak English of course they're not going to want to record only English songs constantly they're still going to want to do mostly Korean lyrics right so that's just by nature of them being Korean speaker native speakers so it's never going to be losing that Korean aspect of it. Yeah, I think they're just using these English songs to just get everybody's attention at certain times. And part of it is to the pandemic, like they can't make tons of money from touring at different places. So they need to make very like wide appeal songs like that. Okay, so the West will listen to things that are in English. And because you have to make money from selling songs and selling the singles and everything rather than concert sales so i think that's like maybe one of the reasons why there's been a bunch of english songs recently and um the other thing is it's like it's not a guarantee you make a song in english that's oh it's automatically going to be like number one like twice did more and more and i don't think it did that well just in Mm -hmm. sales or whatever it was like good and people liked it but it it didn't like make a a huge impact or anything so i don't think it might be a while before twice tries another all English song or mm-hmm. they'll just do it every like once in a while and the other thing that the netizens were concerned about is like losing you know all the great choreography that our k-pop groups are known for but why I, would they lose that why would they lose that I, I guess they think that uh the west doesn't care as much about that but I don't think that if there's less complicated choreography now I don't think it's because of western audiences it, that's more because of tiktok and mm-hmm. wanting to have you know something go TikTok viral, so that's the reason for some dances being more simplified. It's not because like oh we got to dilute this aspect of K-pop right. to make it more popular elsewhere. Oh yeah, I don't agree that that uh, I don't agree because I, I think that the the companies know that having amazing choreography and just putting that work in is part of why this has such an appeal. I don't think that does anyone believe that the appeal is just that it's Korean? Why 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 would that be the case? I don't think so. Right? People are catching on to how how much work they put into it. So I don't think they're going to stop that. And I just it's not in their nature to stop that. Why would they why would they just let up and say, "Oh, well, I, I, we're in the new market where they don't expect as much out of us." So, I guess we can just let up and not try as hard. Yeah, that doesn't seem like uh what any executive in any K-pop company would say. <laughs> so, don't worry about that. So, I think that uh songs are going to continue to be recorded primarily in Korean. And the, the one thing I would point to as evidence for that is how Big Hit keeps promoting their like learn Korean with BTS materials. Like they mm-hmm. have books and courses and videos for that because 
clearly they want the international audience to know Korean rather than them have to learn all English. So I think they're trying to make it bridge the gap there by it's like, well, we're going to still sing in Korean. So hopefully you guys can learn some and understand what we're saying a little better. And well, I don't think they're doing it <laughs> so they can understand the lyrics. I think I think there's just a demand for it that has sprouted from people's interest in K-pop. Yeah. I I, yeah. I don't, I don't think that they. Yeah. I don't think they're saying, hey, uh, just learn our, our language instead. But fans are seeking out, oh, let me learn Korean because it's, you have to wait for subtitles sometimes mm-hmm. for videos and sometimes that's a hassle. So I think they're like, let's take advantage of that since we have so many like multimedia with BTS and we could just create materials for people learning the language. But yeah, it also shows that it's like they're going to keep speaking and singing in Korean too. I don't think they're like ordering us like, oh, by the way. Yeah. You better learn this or else. But they're saying just if you want to learn it, here it is. So the Jin fans are back to work again. Yeah, good. I saw. <laughs> this is uh, since Dynamite has come out. The Jin fans have been upset about Jin's line distribution and mm-hmm. a couple other issues, grievances that they've had. And we heard that they sent one truck a couple weeks ago. And apparently up to this point, now there's been a fourth truck that's been driving around and I didn't know that they were that upset about it I thought after the one truck it was like okay this is issues over with they got it out of their system and (laughs) but it's not out of their system they're still sending it and apparently there's different groups of Jin fans too one was a truck sent by Jin's Chinese fans they had their own truck and then some other trucks they have a lot of money in China The Jin, it says in this article, the Jin Chinese fandom protest truck says, we always support you. Kim Suk Jin has beautiful vocals. Kim Suk Jin should be treated equally. Mm-hmm. Kim Suk Jin is very precious to us. So they're just kind of saying like general positive things about him. And I think the, uh, the other trucks had more details. It was like Moon got number four on the Rolling Stone list of uh, boy band songs. They tried songs. to w- win uh, with a rational argument. Yeah, they had a different strategy in mind. Right. <laughs> I think that, yeah, I, well, I, I don't know how effective any of them are, but I don't think having a rational argument is more effective at all. Right. Yeah, it's, I don't you're not think making any, a case yeah, here. I don't think the executives will walk by and say, oh, gosh, you know, we didn't, we didn't know that. We didn't know that about our own company. Let's change. Let's change our policies and let's give him more lines. It's like this I, truck made a good point. Right, I wasn't aware about those statistics that are probably in all of our ledgers. Of course they know. They know it better than you. You're not going to sway them that way. You're not going to sway them. This is. But I, I am still impressed that they're doing this. How much money does it cost? It costs money to rent these trucks. Yeah, I, mean, I would say at least a few hundred dollars a day. It's definitely expensive, and then they've pooled their money and. Who knows how much, the, how much time of a day they're driving around with these messages on there. But then again, you know, the fandom is huge. So, yeah, I don't, I don't doubt that they have the money. You know, the Jin fans online, they call themselves Jin Cult. Okay, well, so that's... Yeah, I don't... Individual stands, I don't know. So as far as we know, Big Hit hasn't noticed or commented on the Jin trucks that they've seen. I'm sure they've seen all four of them and... Since they are circling around the, the headquarters and everything. Although it was funny in the article, the, it was like 
allegedly big hit employee taking a picture of one of the vans or one of the well, trucks. Yeah. Just for fun. <laughs> I mean, if you were if you were at work and something funny like that happened, you take a picture. Yeah, that must That's be pretty funny. Deal. You're just a you know big hit accountant or something, and it's like you oh. know they're laughing at it behind the scenes. It's they're like, not. <laughs> they're not taking it seriously. They're laughing at it's it. It's like there's another truck outside, guys. Yeah. Let me go take a picture. Right. <laughs> It's just a it's just a fun a funny thing to them. Yeah, and one of the things they mentioned is that Jin has to go to the military soon, so it's even more important to give him more lines and more consideration. Well, but you see, that's where they, they don't know. That's where they're not in the know. They they don't know that there's things in the works. They yeah, got the postponement going, and then after that, they probably have something more permanent going. Just trust me, something is in the works. They need to send these trucks to the people in government. It's like, hey, give them right. uh, an exemption. Right. <laughs> That's More, where you need to send you trucks. You need to send your pool. Yeah, exactly. If you're a BTS fan, here's what you need to do. Don't send stupid trucks over there. Don't do any other crazy sort of things. If you want to be most helpful, here's what you should do. Send campaign contributions to politicians and say specifically, I want you to change the law so BTS gets an exemption. Oh, yeah, that would be effective. Because money talks in politics, end of story. We all know that's the case. They will listen to someone who donates money to and a campaign. Normally, I would say, well, but politics is big money. So your few dollars is not going to move the needle at all. But apparently, it's not just a few dollars with these BTS fans. They, they're hiring trucks. They're, you know, flying on airplanes and this and that. So better use for your money I think that would be really powerful if, however, yeah. you know, thousands of BTS fans yeah. sent money to their local representative. A, a petition or online or you making a comment online. I'm not going to say it doesn't matter at all, but it matters very little in the grand scheme of things. You know what does matter to a politician? Money. And it also is indicative of a level of commitment that, you know, just, just online activism, online, you know, you're just putting out your opinion out there. Anybody can click a button. Anybody can repost something. But how many people send money into politics to get their way? Not that many. Ask yourself, do you want exemption or do you want Jim to, ha Jim to have more lyrics? Right. Would you rather he's gone for 18 months? That's not good. Right. <laughs> do you want BTS to have a missing member or so for like four years? We know ARMY is capable of organizing themselves to fundraise a lot of money at a time. Right. They've done that for many causes and... So, you know, some yeah. political what causes, you need to do other things. Is do a GoFundMe. Do yeah, j j literally, just do a GoFundMe, and then I don't know exactly what the there's campaign finance laws, I'm sure, in Korea, but raise money and just say, hey, this money here, it's for politicians willing to give them an exemption. Who wants it? Somebody should form a super PAC. Yeah, and who wants it? Exactly. This money will go to those people that. Well, I don't. That. I'm not sure they have PACs. They must have something like that. Some kind of whatever organization that it's like, okay, this batch of money is for this cause. We're not sure that those things exist in Korea. There may be no limits on campaign finance contributions. So there may be no need for PACs. Raise a bunch of money, say, here's the money. It's here for any politician who pledges to fix this law. Somebody in Korea probably needs to be the one to start it because then it's like, you know, the people there speaking, basically. And I don't even think that... It will look bad for a Korean politician to say, yeah, I'm one of those people. Politicians don't generally, in order to get your money, change their opinions and say, well, I, I believe something else, but uh, now I believe whatever you want to believe because you have money. No, generally what it is is 
they believe whatever they want to believe, and then they go to the people who have money who believe the same things and are in alignment, and then they fund them. But what this does is you give strength and you empower those people who already believed as you believe. People think what they think. They don't change what they think, but they just go to the special interests that already agree with them and mm-hmm. get money from them. I don't know why ARMY hasn't done this yet. I think it's because, oh, we got to stay out of the business of Korean government and we need to just keep quiet about all that. It's like, no, you need to just like be vocal. And if that's what you want, you there's know, there's no reason. Yeah, there's no reason they shouldn't create a lobby. I know it sounds frivolous, maybe and dumb, but I, I, don't, well, I don't know. It probably sounds frivolous and dumb to hire a truck a whole week in a row. But, you know, you're doing it. So you may as well spend this money in more productive ways and put it towards achieving the most important thing for you guys, which is exemption. Lori Hill is a YouTuber and her channel is where she breaks down plastic surgeries that she thinks celebrities have had. And the goal of this channel is not to drag them or shame them, but basically to educate people on what plastic surgery is out there and help people learn about it and try to remove the secrecy behind plastic surgery because people are always talking about it and maybe they don't know for sure and it's more of something that's gossiped about but Mm -hmm. since she's I don't know how she's exactly an expert Um, I think she's had plastic surgery or she's is very knowledgeable about it and that's why she has this channel she's not a doctor um, but she is very familiar with all types of plastic surgery and she uses photos from before and after to be able to justify why she thinks someone had that kind of surgery or Mm -hmm. not. So recently she did a video on Lisa from Blackpink and so this caused a lot of conversation uh, among fans and she even had a warning at the beginning of it that this is just for educational purposes so anyone who's sending threats they're going to be reported Hmm. so it's like she knew like some of the of course the fans are going to come after her just for making this video um so she started off with okay lisa she has some natural beauty traits which is her smile and her large eyes and her smooth and glowing skin and after that she talked about how she thinks Lisa got multiple eye surgeries and multiple nose surgeries and she got lip corner surgery and a chin implant and chin implant yeah okay yeah she went into a lot of detail Mm. showing with the pictures and it's like okay I could see what you're saying there like her chin was like further back in one picture Mm -hmm. and then later on it was like more in proportion it was like more forward Mm -hmm. so I was like okay I could see how that probably happened right and so she went through all of the things that she thinks Lisa had done. And at the very end of it, she totals it up. And she said, if Lisa got all the things I thought, then it's added up to a total of $39,900. Yeah, it's not too bad, honestly. Yeah, and apparently what costs the most is how, if this happened, Lisa needed to have her nose done multiple times. Lori Hill thinks that she got an implant in there and she had it her nose redone a couple of times and it may have been a very difficult kind of surgery to get it just right. So that's what she thinks happened. And she also goes through, and this is probably just to defeat any other arguments of like, well, maybe just the angle of that photo or this and that. She talks about, oh, could these other factors explain any of the changes? And she said, 
the changes aren't different because of contoured makeup because she doesn't usually use that kind of makeup mm-hmm. and it can't be explained because of puberty and it can't be explained because of she didn't grow yet because um, she'd use pictures after age 16 mm-hmm. for the befores and then for afters is like you know more present day so all of that would have already had an effect for the before photos so i think the photos she used you could really see the difference in lisa's face like i didn't really i wasn't that familiar with her how she looked pre-debut yeah, i've seen it she looked very different i've seen them before this video too you she could look different still you could tell it's still her like i think the eyes are pretty similar and mm-hmm and uh, her smile but you could tell that there has to have been something done because she looked very different before and after and um, she wasn't sure if uh, any skin lightening happened but probably that did happen because her skin is lighter yeah she was much darker in the before pictures so blackpink has said that yg prohibits cosmetic surgeries they all do i mean it's, it's like okay you guys say that but how come like so many people have clearly gotten plastic surgery like not just yg but like many right many companies so i think that's just something they say and then oh you know some whatever percentage of fans just believe that right off the bat and then don't question it any further but i mean it's pretty clear that 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 surgeries are allowed and i don't know if it's like well you got to get permission from yg first or if it's how it works but there's people that have gotten surgeries of course there are you can see it it even makes sense that they would because if you think about the formation of blackpink yg you know they they disbanded 21 and then they created blackpink so it kind of seems like they created blackpink to be the replacement girl group except that we know they wanted you know a group that's a lot more visual mm-hmm. And so why would you not do everything you could do to make them what you want? I think, wa- I think anyone, anyone with common sense knows what's happened. Yeah. If, if, you, if, you don't, if you don't accept it, then you're just delusional at this point, right? It's pretty obvious that they've had work. And that a lot of artists have had work. You'd have to be dumb <laughs> to not accept this. The bigger issue is why are people upset? Why does, why does it upset? Why, why is there a stigma and why are you upset? Right? Why are you upset? Because... Number one, the reason why people get surgeries is because because of the demand. They, there would be no supply. There's no demand. Customers demand visual artists, correct? They do. So then companies provide visual artists. And sometimes that requires plastic surgery. So, but why is there a stigma? I can, well, I can sort of understand why. They want, it's like they're trying to make the companies out to be the bad guys. They, they want to they wanna, they wanna feel like a person is beautiful, but it's natural because that's something special. That's more, that's rare. And yes, that would be more rare. But at the end of the day, you're getting a product. You're getting the product you wanted. So why are you complaining? Because it's not as rare as you thought it was. That's kind of immature for you. I, but they don't want people to point out, here's what happened or here's what I've yeah. observed. You they, know? Are just, they are just supplying the thing that you're demanding. This idea that, well, if you weren't born that way, then you didn't, you didn't work for it. I take issue with that. That is totally wrong. I would argue that being born beautiful is the least work there is. That's the that's the laziest scenario, right? You're just born that way. Mm-hmm. That's wonderful and rare, but at the same time, you didn't have to do anything. Lisa had to have like eight surgeries, like she detailed, right? Isn't right. that harder? Let's say you need somebody to build a building or a bridge. What do you need? You need an, an architect or an engineer. 
Would it be super rare and special and exceptional if somebody just came out of the womb with all the knowledge of an engineer or an architect and built this bridge for you? Yeah, that would be really crazy. That would be that person would be some sort of genius, some sort of one in a billion genius, correct? Like a child genius. Yeah, <laughs> like a Mozart. We would we would cherish that and we would we would say, wow, that's so special. But at the same time, there's only so many of those people. You need a lot of bridges and buildings built. So w- what do we do? We have non-geniuses, non-special people go to college, learn how to be engineers and architects, work hard, and produce the product that you want. This is no different. You want a ton of visual K-pop artists. Only so many are just born that way. So what needs to happen? People who are not quite born that way to put in the work to become what you want. Yeah, we're talking about People and it's like oh they're thirteen fourteen years old. They, these kids have like a lot of talent. They can sing. They can dance. They have like everything going for them. But then they may not be the most visual in the face. Yeah. And so it's like well that can be fixed. Like that's not something you can practice like singing and dancing. But yeah. that's something that can be fixed with why, surgery. Yeah, and why are we why are we, why are we denigrating them for that? These people literally went under elective surgery to meet a demand that you have created. Now, do they get well paid for it? Yeah, in K-pop, not as well as in you know in the West, but yeah, they get well paid for it. But it's it's work. If you don't think it's work, then why don't you go do eight elective surgeries right now and see if it's pleasant for you? You'll wake up in pain. By the way, it's not pleasant to go under the knife for anything. It's not a shortcut. It's just like going to eight years of school to become an engineer so your bridge doesn't fall down is not a shortcut. So I think some people have the impression that. Every K-pop company has this like main president who's like ordering people, hey, you go get this surgery right now. You're hideous. You need to go do this. It's really more of like a trainee. You know, they know where their shortcoming is and they're probably working with the company. It's like, what can I do or what should I do? It's- well, maybe in the West. I, no, I don't think that's the problem. Maybe in the West, the, the fan, that's the pro- fan's problem. But in, in, in the East, I think the problem they have is they want to believe that they were born that way. They're special. Uh-huh. And they are special, but they're special in that they're willing to put in all this work. Yeah, I mean, the companies know that. That's why they you know? say they have these policies, and that's why they, yeah, but they never yeah, admit to their anything. Their expectation is like, oh, uh, she's just naturally beautiful. Some fans in the West probably think, oh, you shouldn't even have made them do that because they're beautiful like they are. I'm like, give me a break. Just list all your biases in all the groups. I have no doubt that it coincidentally correlates with the best looking people right Mm -hmm. and i bet you anything those people had work it's just natural people gravitate towards more attractive people this is a business they're selling a product i think on the other side too like if if there's an idol and they put them out there and they're not like the best looking person like that person gets like ripped to shreds by netizens So it's almost like you're like feeding them to the wolves almost. If, right. if they're like not an attractive person, but they have a lot of talent, it's like they get destroyed online. They do. Think about, you know, like when Gio of Twice was overweight, you know, she was a little chubby when some. Yeah. At the early parts of Twice. Yeah, it just. Fans are mean. They're going to like yeah. rip you apart. So you can't, you can't on the one hand demand that people fit your visual concept and then also knock them for doing the work to fit that visual concept and saying, well, why weren't you just that way naturally? The demand originates from the customer. It didn't Mm -hmm. originate from the company. If the company can just put people as is out there and make the same amount of money, 
hey, I'm sure that they'd be fine with that. They would just put them out there. All they care about is making money, okay? It's the consumer that places those demands. And if you want people who are attractive, that's not, I'm not saying fans are bad or immoral for wanting attractive people. I want attractive artists as well. But I'm also not going to criticize them when they have procedures because they're meeting my demand. She got those procedures. Just look at her kid pictures. It's so obvious to me. That's, but that's not what she looks like. Just so you, I mean, I mean, it is what she looks like now. Yeah. But that's not what she would have looked like if she didn't get into K-pop. This is a job like any other. I just other. don't know why people criticize the K-pop stars for their surgeries when the majority of them, they got a really good job. Like it, it was pretty subtle changes and the end result is usually really good and like not super noticeable. Like whereas the Western celebrities that get it, it's like, whoa, that's obvious. Like uh, yeah, what they got that's done. That's true too. K-pop stars, it's pretty subtle usually. You should appreciate that they use some artistry right. with with their surgeries. So, yeah, that is a thing in K-pop. That's definitely a thing in K-pop. And that's that's my position. There should be no stigma whatsoever uh, around plastic surgery. And that's the real problem. The problem is not this woman saying that Lisa got plastic surgery. Because she did. She's just, just look at it. using her professional expertise to point out what she thinks happened you don't even need professional expertise you just need eyes yes she she got it the real problem is fans who think it's a bad thing that she got it you're insulting her she's not insulting her that would be yeah that's like that's like someone saying uh you're a doctor but only because you went to medical school is that an insult like yeah i went to medical school that's why i'm a doctor correct think about the logic of that right (laughs) but if i was an idol and i did get a bunch of plastic surgery i wouldn't want people with these detailed videos out there like explaining what yeah. you got done <laughs> yeah and, you know but, i mean you can't stop that yeah. though it's the internet and also i don't think that i don't think that idols idols are obligated some people say that oh they're obligated to just reveal it because uh, our self-esteem is what hey your self-esteem is on you that's your your business okay you're responsible for your own self-esteem. oh they're saying like they're setting yeah these unrealistic unrealistic standards, standards. Like that. your self-esteem is your responsibility that's my opinion okay if you have low self-esteem then do what you got to do to not have low self-esteem. It's not somebody else's responsibility that you have low self-esteem. And I'm not. I'm certainly not saying somebody should reveal their whole medical history so you, a stranger on the internet, has better self-esteem. Yeah, no one ever has to disclose. Yeah, you anything. don't have to disclose your medical history. And this is medical history. Get out of here. Yeah. You deal with your own self-esteem. It's more like the netizens should be aware yeah. of everything that could be done. Yeah. That these idols yeah. possibly and probably did have done. That's not on them. These that's are K-pop idols. Their job is to sing and dance and look good. So yes. That's, they're doing their job. Yes. I know you may be impacted, you know, your self-esteem or whatever. But hey, the information is out there. Look at this video. There's some idols out there that they've decided they want to talk about it for whatever reasons. And that's totally their choice. Like Jesse was saying yeah, like that's their oh, right here's, if, they, here's if the they want to talk about it i got done but don't yeah. think that everybody's gonna disclose everything cause yeah they don't owe you that they just owe you a good product in the mvs they just owe you a good singing performance that's it certainly nobody owes you medical history because you're men- you're emotionally fragile and i feel like the female idols get a lot more scrutiny even though i think it's just as many males get surgeries too but they seem to like not be Oh yeah, the males get surgery. discussed or questioned yep. as much. The double eyelid surgery is really common, and I think fixing noses is very common. So, but it, yeah, it seems like everybody focuses on which female K-pop stars got things done. 
So anyway, yes, Lisa got work, but no, it's not a scandal. Also, don't send hate to this woman because she's just pointing out the obvious, really. And I think the fact that this video got a lot of views, Lori Hill was saying that, okay, if this video gets at least 10,000 likes, then I'll do the rest of Blackpink, their videos. So it was already over 10,000 by the time I saw uh-huh. this video. So, so going to come out with more. Yeah, and... It, I don't think she would say that if she didn't already have material on like all four of the Blackpink members. So probably she went with Lisa first because she probably had the most things done. But I think probably all of them had at least one or two things done each. So we'll see what happens with these other videos. So there was a recent situation which involved Heechul from Super Junior and a basketball player named Hasung Jin um, in a, a recent Twitch live stream. Hasung Jin, who is a former NBA basketball player. Okay, I didn't know that, but I thought he was just a basketball player, like over there in Korea. He wasn't a, a notable one, though. Oh, okay. Must be pretty tall. <laughs> well, they all are. In a recent Twitch stream, um, Hasung Jin recalled a drunken conversation he had with Heechul, and they're both friends. And he said that. He knew Heechul was dating Momo, and then he joked about how there are memes of his alleged resemblance to Nyon. So if you see, have you seen a picture of this basketball player? He like looks nothing like Nyon, but I think that uh, netizens say that they look similar. That this basketball player looks similar to Nyon as a way to make fun of the basketball player because. It's like, oh, I kind of see like, oh, it's similar eyes and mouth maybe, but mm. like they don't look similar really. But yeah, I think that netizens are mean and then they, they say that these two people look alike when they don't really. Mm-hmm. And so I guess he hates that there's memes out there by antis and he mentioned that in his, his drunk live stream and then that caused a lot of netizens to be upset i guess they thought that they're making fun of nyan when it's really not it isn't even about nyan really it's about how netizens are always comparing them and he hates that because he doesn't want like nyan to be insulted by that comparison Mm -hmm. so anyway i guess it was something that he said while drunk and then you know people that didn't get the context of it kind of blew it out of proportion and then he had to explain his side of the story and apologize and and everything but i just don't get how netizens it's like they're always like tearing down everybody's looks and then this guy he just like brings up oh there's this meme going around that makes fun of me and then he's the one who gets in trouble about it it's just like such a double standard well i guess the the controversy is he shouldn't have mentioned other people in his live stream right yeah but i mean this is gonna happen when there's some other idol who was doing a twitch live stream and said some things he shouldn't have but i guess this is just gonna happen when people do live streams and then they just start talking about whatever and private conversations they've had with mm-hmm. other people so i think that's was part of it and i'm sure he didn't appreciate that this was talked about this you know private thing they joked about right was put he didn't out, seem out there to appreciate it. yeah he didn't he said he yelled at him right right but I think this this whole thing happened in the first place because netizens are mean and then they're always like tearing people down with their looks and then their memes and everything. Yeah, but this is the internet. <laughs> this is the internet. 
<laughs> so, you know, if you just have to sort of get used to this sort of behavior on the internet. That's my view on it. Yeah. I don't think they look the same, but I, I'm pretty sure what they're referring to is their front teeth. They have you know, like uh, bunny teeth. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's what people are referring to, I think. I didn't read into the story too deeply, but yeah, ideally don't talk about private conversations you've had with other celebrities, but how big of a sin is this? Oh, um, come on, it's not really that bad. And like he said, I don't think they were speaking ill of anybody. They were just... Talking about some memes they saw on, yeah. online. It's like the basketball player, he was like lamenting. It's like, why is this meme out there? It's like right. so unfavorable to me and, and brings Nyon into it. Right. It's, it's not anything negative about Nyon, but you know, how Onces, how they can overreact to things. So, um, Was it Onces that were reacting to it? Well, it just said netizens, but oh. I mean, I can't imagine... Who else would care that much? Right. But I think they just made sure to delete the stream and Heechel apologize right away and all this right. stuff to try to like, you know, prevent this from being more of a big deal. Well, what can I say? Don't stream drunk. Yeah. Be careful what you say. Right. <laughs> On September 7th, there's some rumors about former Stray Kids member Wu Jin allegedly sexually harassing women at a bar. Someone created an account on Twitter that was totally anonymous. Like they created it that mm -hmm. day in order to talk about their experience of meeting Wu Jin somewhere and right. how he basically sexually harassed women there. Mm -hmm. The way they described it, it's like he was attempting to use his fame to pick up women. And okay. then... Not uncommon. When they... Uh, refused he responded by Where get, was this? getting angry this person said they were in a bar in korea and then he like went up to this person this girl i'm assuming it's a girl this girl and her friend and was trying to name drop a lot and saying he's famous it said he tried to persist and touch our bodies without our permission and it says my friend and i were not too drunk so we could tell him we were not going anywhere and we have our relationships already. But then he was angry and then he put his hands on both my friend's ass and on mine and tried to insist that we should do something with him. So that was their allegations. And this was on Twitter and I saw the actual tweets. So I don't know if it was like deleted by now or whatever, but he kind of denied all of that. And he said it was a rumor and that he never met that person mm -hmm. and he didn't go to where they said he was at okay so a total denial yeah and um he said he is plans to take legal action against people spreading the rumors and also his um his label was also denying it too and then they were giving evidence that he supposedly was at home when this incident happened and so that's supposed to prove that he didn't do it so i don't know how they no, uh, that okay. for sure. But so, well, first of all, this type of thing is believable. I could totally see something like this happening. Celebrities, you know, they get drunk. I could see a guy just saying some drunk, stupid stuff like this. Yeah, that mm -hmm. could happen. But at the same time, this person, you just create an anonymous account and you make some accusations. How how much stock are we supposed to put in this? It's really hard to validate. I feel like even writing an article about it is sort of irresponsible. You, you're not even putting your name behind an accusation. We should not take the accusation seriously. That's my opinion. I can get on online and create an anonymous account and say any number of things. Right. Should people be put in a position where they have to 
quote unquote prove they were at home that night? What if they weren't at home that night? Yeah. Does that mean they're guilty of my random uh, anonymous Twitter accusation? Like, no, he it may, doesn't mean that at all. He may have even been at that bar that day, but right. that doesn't mean for a fact he harassed anybody. And even if you had your name behind it, it doesn't prove it either. But for God's sakes, if you're not even putting your name behind the accusation, then I kind of feel like it should not even be dignified as a story. Yeah, I just don't know what... You can make random Twitter... Here's a random Twitter accusation. Uh, Whatever, Hillary Clinton is a cannibal. There you go. I just create an account and just say that. Just like, does, I saw her do, eating. Does anyone even have to dignify that with a response? No, they shouldn't have to dignify that response. When did it happen? Who are you? Who else was there? Will you say this under oath? These are all important questions as to whether we are even going to take your accusations seriously. So if, if it doesn't even reach the first threshold of you put your real name behind the accusation, I don't, I don't, I don't think we should take it seriously. You know, I totally believe it could happen, by the way. But I'm also not going to take seriously an accusation is made anonymously. Yeah, I'm not going to hear an anonymous account and then, oh, now I'm going to send some like hate messages to Wujin based on that. An anonymous account means nothing to me. Do you know how many anonymous accusations and things that happen uh, online in the Internet uh, on Earth every day? Can you even imagine? (laughs) So many. Now, maybe... It's fun to read things like blind items and things like that. Like, oh, yeah, did that person? Oh, maybe. In the back of your mind, you're thinking that, right? But that person doesn't have to respond to it. There's no basis for that accusation. It would be wrong to even ask that person to respond to such an accusation. It's anonymous. Well, do you think he shouldn't have responded to it? And because that like somewhat validates what the person was saying is by giving all this evidence like well i was home this day and i wasn't even at that bar and i don't know who this person is and never met them like do you think that he's kind of putting up too much of a defense like not that that proves anything but maybe he should have just ignored the whole thing uh depends on how big the thread was i didn't see yeah it's hard it's hard because stuff like this can like get out of control and then everybody starts believing that person so maybe he felt like well i need to shut shut down this rumor right away in general, I don't, I don't think that an, an anonymous accusation should be dignified with any kind of response. Yeah, I don't. There's not much we can do with information from just an anonymous source. We can't operate in a society where an anonymous accusation on Twitter is treated with any seriousness. We just cannot because that opens the door to just nonsense. Yeah, I mean, you shouldn't let rumors destroy people like, at yeah. least there has to be some kind of evidence or some kind of right what is this person some name? kind of due have process come out? you know have they come out have they put in some sort of complaint with uh proper authorities there needs to be due process so this person needs to file a complaint it could be someone is trying to take him down for whatever reason you know they don't someone has a grudge against him or whatever and it could be just totally a, a made-up story it could also be true but it's like we have no evidence of anything Correct. And if it's true and you want people to know bad enough, then I'm sorry. You have to put your name behind it. This, then it's just too easy for people to just levy accusations from anywhere, right? You can't live in a world like that. There's a recent video by GQ where BTS was asked about who their style heroes were. Jin said he's his own style hero. Oh. <laughs> That was a good gin answer. He said, uh, wear what you want and what feels comfortable and don't worry about what other people think. 
It's like, that's good philosophy, but I don't know what that means as far as what clothes he well, wears. Well, I'm my own style hero. <laughs> well, that's good. Do you have a anything you model it after or you just think, is there a parameters yes, on that? I do have something I model it after. You remember Talented Mr. Ripley? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I model it after that. Okay, that's I want to dress like a, a very rich person from 1950s vacation in Italy. That's a good aesthetic. Yeah, that's my. I want to. I want to look like a, I'm like a, a a trust fund kid vacationing Italy. And spoilers that I, I get murdered there too. <laughs> Very good movie that I think is underrated. Very underrated film. We won't go into it now, but uh, very underrated film. Yes. Very. It's an old. Check it out if you want. It, it's an. It's an old film. It's like 20 years old now. Yes, it has Jude Law and has Jude Law, Matt Damon, Matt Damon, and Gwyneth Paltrow. Yep, I'm sure you know those names. So, probably haven't seen this movie. If you're listening to this podcast, probably no, it's underrated. You, it's probably the same age as you. <laughs> right. <laughs> so Jin said he's his own style hero. Mm-hmm. Uh, from what I could tell, he doesn't have any like particular style. It just seems very like clean lines and uh, mm-hmm. classic. But that's good. I mean, he doesn't. He never wears anything where I'm like, "What the hell is that?" So I think right. he has has a good sense of style. Then, then J Hope said his style hero is Snoopy, and I think what he was trying to say with that is find a fun way to express yourself. And he tends to wear like a lot of different colors and patterns and trendy kind of clothes. Mm-hmm. So I think he like he likes to try different things each season. So I think that was the what he was trying to convey with that. Although I don't know how Snoopy dresses. Like Snoopy doesn't wear clothes. So <laughs> it's, I don't know how that's a style hero. So then Suga said his style hero is Dark Knight Batman. So I think that was really specific. And mm. he's saying, so Dark Knight, that was when it was Christian Bale, Batman. So I think that's important. So no one thinks he was talking about Ben Affleck, Batman, right. the worst Batman ever. He is. So he wasn't talking about that. He was saying Christian Bale, Batman. But he didn't really say anything about the style portion of it. He just said, well, he likes that, that he's a superhero, but he's actually a weak human who doesn't have any powers. So mm-hmm. I, th- I think it's more he likes the idea of Batman. I see. I, yeah, I don't know what style he normally wears, Sugar. So I don't know what that means, how he applies dark knight batman to his style mm. but i don't know i think sometimes they just give like whatever the first answer is they thought of and it's just, it doesn't have to make sense <laughs> i'm sure they've done like a million interviews related to dynamite and everything think about how many questions they've answered and yeah someone comes up with this <laughs> right yeah and then um jimin's answer for his style hero he said army and army inspires every aspect of his life and that's the reason for everything why they're successful i was like okay there's no way he's inspired by like the average fan out there that's nice that he said that i'm sure he's just trying to be nice there's no way like he has some kind of style inspiration and i don't think it's army like the average fan like i what even is their style whatever his actual style hero is he i don't think he wanted to say he was just like well i'll just say army that's like a good answer for like any question and then Jungkook said his style hero is RM. <laughs> we do know from many stories that they've told is that Jungkook joined BTS pretty much only because he met RM and was like so impressed by him. So I could see why he could say that answer. That's someone he learns a lot from. I don't know if he gets any of his like fashion from him, but Jungkook is, we all 
see pictures of him and his style seems to be just wearing a lot of black so i don't know how that's inspired by rm but i guess he just wanted to give a nice answer and compliment rm with that and then um rm said his style heroes are painters wonky kim and yun hyun kyun i don't really understand that answer but i guess their style that, that these painters have mm. is about attitude and to just try different things and wear things that are comfortable so i don't know how that relates to painters and how that answer made sense right and then um, v said his style hero is his dad his dad had a clothing business and v looked up to him and thought he was very stylish and well-dressed and that's why that's his style hero so that one at least makes sense it's like oh someone that i admired growing up so that's what he models his style after but i'm sure in reality they all have people that they're inspired by or they have stylists and they have access to like the best clothes oh by the way from last last week i, I was you know I was, I was too drunk so i didn't I, I knew this information but i didn't say it at the time but remember you, you asked uh what's the difference between uh vinyl and digital <laughs> so i didn't explain it but let me give a quick explanation so basically the question was why why do people think vinyl sounds better than digital yeah uh, the reason why is because the way vinyl works is the needle is in the groove and the, based on the, the the groove pattern, it will relay a mu music that's played. Mm -hmm. But the groove is continuous. It's analog. It's continuous. It has no break in it, right? In vinyl, at least. Whereas in digital, it simulates it by showing you data, bits of information, like here's a note and then here's the next note. But there's a space in between. So technically... Whatever is playing the music doesn't know what sound to be playing in between these two two bits of data. It doesn't know. There's no such thing as continuous data, correct? It's one zero zero one 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 zero one zero 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 one, et cetera, et cetera. Right? That's data. It's discrete. Some people think that well, since it's not continuous, it doesn't have that same s s flow, right? It's, right? it's technically broken up. It is technically broken up. It is technically, it'll say, play this note and then play that note. But that's two dis discrete instructions. Whereas that's not the case with vinyl. It's one continuous. Oh, okay. Right? One and continuous, like this are... note into that note into that note, right? So for, for a CD, our ears are just putting it all together. We're just putting it all together. Just like when you see like a flip book where they yeah. do drawings and then you flip through it and it looks like a cartoon or something. Yeah, it looks like it's animated. Yeah, it looks like it's animated. And if there's more pages and you flip really fast, it looks more and it looks smoother, right? Mm -hmm. And that's also the way it is when you do uh, a movie. A movie is discrete little panels where there's a certain number of frames per second. Right. And it looks like you're seeing a smooth animation. And the more frames, the smoother it is. Right? Movie is all still pictures. Right. Just and movies, by the way, don't have very many frames. They have 24. So it doesn't look that smooth, honestly. Vinyl is the smoothest because it's, it's actually continuous. But here's the problem. Just like with movies, just like when you're watching video, the human senses can only sense so much. At some point, if there, there are enough individual bits of if there are enough frames it looks like a smooth picture to us technically you're seeing 120 little pictures every second but you your eyes interpret it as oh, i'm just looking at the person walking around you're not able to interpret the fact that oh yeah it's uh maybe if you're a robot but that is the argument for why people think that uh vinyl is better because it is technically a, a continuous representation of that music whereas when you listen to it digitally 
it is not a continuous representation. It's this sound, and then that sound, and then that sound. And they just have so many of them packed into a second that it sounds continuous to you, but it technically is not. What about a cassette tape? I don't know about that. Please don't ask these questions. <laughs> I only know the vinyl versus the, uh, the, uh, the digital. Okay. I think cassette tape is closer to uh, vinyl. Right. In my, I think. Because it's like a magnetic tape that's continuous. Yeah. So. yeah. I, th- I think it's closer to, to vinyl. But and, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to explain. So that's why they think it's better. But I think it's total bunk, you know? I think it just our ears aren't that sophisticated Yeah, we're not anyway. that sophisticated to be able to tell. When you're watching a movie or when you're watching video on your YouTube or whatever, are you like, man, I wish this was a continuous picture and not 120 different pictures a second being fed to me. No, you don't think that. You think you're watching a continuous video, right? Like humans don't have great hearing anyway. Yeah. It's like if we, we were, were dogs or one of these other right. animals that has very heightened hearing, right. maybe you could hear a difference, but I don't think we hear a difference. No. So I, 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 I don't buy into that hipster logic that vinyl is better at all. Oh, that's very helpful. Yes. When you're listening to music, do you hear, do you hear 120 discrete things per second? No, you don't. <laughs> you hear a couple notes in a second and it sounds continuous to you. You've never, you've never listened to a song on Spotify and thought, man, that didn't sound very continuous, did it? No. In fact, this, you may, this is probably the first time you even learned that you're not listening to continuous sound. And I don't even think vinyl is making a comeback, really. It's just that companies are realizing, if I want to sell this song, you, you can only buy it on iTunes once. And so we need to make fans buy it on vinyl, on cassette, on different mediums so that we can sell it multiple times to the same fan. Mm-hmm. And so I don't think that's like the demand is like fans are like, oh, I want vinyl because it sounds so great. Right. I, I think it's just these record companies are realizing that's a way to boost sales. And because it's like I noticed that uh, Taylor Swift had folklore. She had a bunch of different vinyls as well and she did kind of a similar thing that bts did with dynamite i was like why does everybody have vinyls all of a sudden it's just a way to increase sales yeah it's just a gimmick it's a it's like a souvenir souvenir thing thing. i mean even selling cds nobody listens to cds Mm -hmm. so why is think about the logic of buying a cd you just support your artist to get some kind of souvenir some cool thing that you can say look i bought my artist's product well vinyl's cooler and it has more cachet. It's like, look at this vinyl. It does look cooler. It's right. like you get this big square Right, you get thing. a bigger square. Yeah, you get a bigger square. Big picture. You could maybe mount it or put it on the wall. I don't know. Yeah, it looks cooler on your shelf. Right, so in that way, it makes sense. And push comes to shove. If you really, gosh, if you had a turntable and you were able to play it, I guess, technically you're getting a different product. Because yeah. when you're getting a CD, it the product is no different than high high quality stream or high quality digital copy of the song right but if you have the vinyl even though we just made the argument that you're not going to be able to tell the difference it technically is different it's analog so you technically have a different product it is better it's just can you hear that it's better (laughs) yes maybe if yeah if you were some superhuman robot or some a bat or some thing right. that can hear <laughs> an alien the distinction. with amazing hearing right then maybe you would l- listen to vinyl and say oh yeah that sounds great that's music and then when they listen to our digital music they'll say what is this garbage it just sounds like little bits <laughs> and it would sound like it's skipping constantly right it would sound like it's like 
here's a note and then there's a note and it has all these gaps in between oh man but we don't hear that because we obviously i mean we can't discern that that sucks to be that person it's like oh everything sounds terrible unless i'm listening to a record <laughs> correct if you're an animal or some kind of alien i suppose maybe yeah. it would sound that way but as far as all human beings no it, it's it's it sounds the same and just like if you, you were i don't know if you were the flash then looking at a movie that had 24 frames per second would probably be torture you're like oh here's the frame oh here's the next frame it doesn't seem like continuous movement right mm-hmm. although the flash probably nothing could be good for him because he would see every little frame yeah but you get the same you get what i'm saying if we can't deter we can't discern the frames then so what it is just as good as continuous movement that is what they should sell nobody's listening to a cd yeah definitely those are not being used no oh. But I could see people playing the vinyl just for novelty. It's like, well, let me just see what this sounds like. I can't like. even see that. Who has a, who has a turntable? Uh, yeah, I yeah. don't know. Not, you, you My have, mom has one. You have to have a really old one, like a legit one, right. or there's some new ones that are for like people my that... Mom, yeah, my mom has one. <laughs> Thank you to our guest, Morgan. You can find BTS Happy Hour on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Podbean, CastBox, iHeartRadio, Deezer, Listen Notes, and YouTube. New episodes weekly. If you want to support the podcast, please comment and share on social media, leave a review on Apple Podcasts, or give us a rating on your podcast app. Follow BTS Happy Hour on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Until next time, this has been the BTS Happy Hour. Thanks for listening, and remember, make every hour a happy one.